and welcome to Human of the Year. I'm Laura Krejcia, fan of humans, and this is the podcast where you get one interesting human, one interesting conversation every week. Hey guys, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder before we get into this week's episode. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter already, you should head to the website humanoftheyearpodcast.com right now and do that. Um, you can enter your email on the right sidebar of the listen page, or hopefully there should be a pop-up, fingers crossed that it's working, uh, that should prompt you for your, I think your name and email um, for the newsletter. And the newsletter is such a great feature. I'm really excited about it. My partner in podcast, Amanda, has created it and is spearheading this project, and she's done a really great job so far. We sent out our first newsletter last week. The newsletter actually contains a profile of whoever I've interviewed the previous week and then just a bunch of random articles that are kind of just for your reading pleasure and and on a topic of our choice. So you should definitely go sign up. It's a really exciting and fun project that I'm really thrilled to get going. Uh, So go sign up. Woo! Hey guys! This week I'm in Florida. Woohoo! That's right, podcasting from the sunny state of Florida. I've been having a really great time just hanging out with my mom and dad. Uh, we've been going to the pool a lot. We've been going to the beach. My mom and I are getting our nails done and all that sort of stuff, just kind of hanging out. It's been really nice to have a break because I didn't really have any sort of vacation in between the end of the semester and my uh, full-time job that I started right afterwards. So this has been a very nice, you know, kind of relaxing break from hectic NYC life. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to be here, uh, and that's been a lot of fun. That being said, this week I interviewed my sister, Kara, and we talked a little bit about libraries and chatted about uh, menstruation and lots of other fun stuff. So stay tuned for that. Hi, Kara. Hi. How's it going? It's pretty good. That's good. What's up? Not much. Actually, that's not true. A lot is going on. I'm about to go to Florida, which is very exciting. To visit the parents. See the parents. Hello, parents, if you're listening. What's up, parents? (laughs) We never managed to go see the parents at the same time. No. No. It's pretty much like in shifts, (laughs) even though they have three extra bedrooms. Did you see what Drea said to me on Tumblr? No. That our mother lives in a palace. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's true. That's true. That's true. She deserves a palace. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this was after I posted on Tumblr that I had just fought a, a menstrual cup and won. Oh, wow. And Drea's response. Did you try a diva cup? It was um, actually a flossing cup, but it's the okay. same thing. Um, okay, is Diva Cup just a general name I think for the Diva Cup menstrual is cups, brand. or is it a brand? Ah. As is Luna Cup and several others. I think ah. that Blossom Cup, I don't really know what's wrong with it, but the instructions, like the thing itself was fine, but the, blo- the Blossom Cup instructions um, had a lot of typos. <laughs> and like, That's not what you want. No, it's not what you want, but it was fine. It just, it took me an hour and a half to remove it. yeah I'm afraid of those things Uh, not sure I'll ever be trying them but I'm gonna try again in 28 days or whatever (laughs) 
I'm sure it'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what provoked you to try this Blossom Cup? Uh, Rachel just bought them. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm always running out of tampons. Yeah. Tampons cost money. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. They're sort of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, but do you know how they work, though? The diva Yeah, cups? they, like, create a suction seal. <laughs> Around your cervix? Yeah. And the reason they're hard to remove is because before you remove it, you have to, like, break the suction. <laughs> you know, I kind of, like, envisioned how it would work, but I never really thought about it. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yes. Hmm. Mine is, it sounds like a hot mess to me. It's which fine. Which is why I would it's not fine. want to try it. It's fine. We'll see. We'll see. Because I'll, I'll use it for like, I'll actually use it. I only used it for like 12 hours. How long are you supposed to use it? You can leave it in for like 12 hours. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Because it's not absorbent. Yeah. But, you know, if it fills so up, it's I, not guess, like... I guess you kind of got to deal with that somewhere. True. Interesting. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We'll You'll have to keep us updated on your I, experiences. I can call in to the podcast <laughs> and let everyone know. In a month, you can update us. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. It's it, Mine okay. is purple. Ooh. Kind of translucent. That's nice. It'd be fun if they were, like, sparkly or something. I really wanted you know? a sparkly one, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't order it. I don't know if they come in sparkly. I'm assuming they probably do. They probably somewhere. do. Yeah. Maybe not in the Blossom Cup brand. Maybe I not. Think, Maybe the Diva Cup. I, think the I would expect Cup the Diva Cup really to be more. cheap knockoff, but mm. silicone is silicone. Oh, mom is calling me. What's up, mom? I have to get my license renewed, and we don't know what documents I need to bring, so I'm just bringing every single document I own. Like my passport, social security card. You need proof of address, though. Yeah, I think it's on my bank statement, so I'm you just going to print that out. But it's on my my bank statement. Oh. Their addresses. Have you ever explained to your listeners what your life is? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I have a Colorado ID. <laughs> I have never lived in Colorado. That's not true. My parents moved to That's Florida. That's true. You were... Okay, I was born in Colorado, <laughs> but... In the past, like, 20 years, I have not lived in Colorado. So now I'm going to have a Florida ID. I need to uh, get a new... I need to update my ID because I just turned 21, and you have to get a new ID when you turn 21. I never did. And my, my ID says I live in Missouri. Well, you don't have a driver's license, so that's a whole nother deal. That's true. <laughs> Your ID probably lasts for, like, 20 years because it's just, yeah, like, it's not a expired. government ID. ID. But if anybody checks on the address for my ID, they'll be like, no one with that name lived here. And also, I'm registered with the state of New York as having an ID. You should really do that. But it never arrived in my apartment. What? Like, I went. Can resend it? I went to the DMV. I filled out all the forms. I had my picture taken. I have a, a license number. So I know that I'm, like, in their system as a resident. Um, but they were supposed to mail it, and they never, I never got it, and I called them 
and I never got through to a real person. That's insane. That was like a year ago, though, so I should probably <laughs> go back to the DMV. Oh my gosh. Or, Dad, when I was in Florida, you know, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. so you could tell I'm being very proactive about this. Um, <laughs> Dad was like, well, at this point, you could just pay for a replacement, probably. Which I, That's which true. I like, stubbornly did not do earlier yeah. because I was like, I don't want it replaced. I just want it yeah, in the yeah. first place, but it'd probably be easier just to get a new one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I could probably do that online. You probably could. But, well, hopefully you would be able to. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to, but who knows? knowing the DMV, you probably can't. But Actually, the New York DMV was very fine. It was, it was fine, except for that small detail. Like, have you seen the Broad City episode where Abby goes to the DMV? <laughs> it was true. It was like, as soon as you made an appointment, you just walked oh, yeah. right in. That's all of them, though. But you can't always make an apartment. Yeah. Is today Saturday? Yeah. yeah. All the DMVs are closed. Yeah, you have to go on the weekday. They have weird hours, but if you can make it to an appointment during the time, then it's fine. I can do it! Woohoo! Also, you can order, you can download and print a temporary one in PDF. What? Uh, that's really hilarious. Okay, I'll do this later, though. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, we need to get this done, because I need to go to the airport. Here's the thing. <laughs> I need to go to work in half an hour. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, let me start talking about normal things. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about libraries. I know. Uh, you sent me that list of things that you were going to talk to me about, and I was like, that's too many things. Well, I know, but usually I just, like, you know, brainstorm a few topics, then you can pick and choose, see. Uh, <laughs> Give you some options. Okay. Nice. <laughs> or we don't have to talk about any of those things. Maybe we could do a part one and two. Alright. How do your listeners feel? You know... Do they give you any feedback? I don't get any do feedback from any listeners. No, I've only gotten one review on, on iTunes. It it's a pretty good one, though. someone you knew? No, no, no. It was anonymous. Wow. What did it say? I have but to say, I've you have never, to read it. it's very I've never nice. listened to your podcast. <laughs> This is like everyone that I interview. I'm like, you haven't listened to a single episode. You don't even know what you're getting yourself That's into. That's what I was going to do this morning, and then I woke up <laughs> at 10.55. Oh, my gosh. Like, well, you can listen to your own episode. Well, no, I want to listen. Okay, I will listen to the other ones. Is it listen on, to the first one. Is it hey, on here's Twitter? a disclaimer for anyone listening. The first episode is only 15 minutes, so that's a good one to ease into because all the rest of them are, like, 30-plus minutes, so it might be kind of a time commitment. Is it on Stitcher? No, I need to... Stitcher, okay. Get your podcast on Stitcher. Actually, I haven't but, figured out how to use Stitcher. But listen, you can get... It's on SoundCloud, oh. and it's on iTunes, and it's on the website. So you can, you can download the SoundCloud app and listen on there. That's so sad. Listen to the podcast, you goon. I, so did I tell you my woes? My podcast no. woes. No. I have an Android phone. Use Stitcher. Have, Most of them are on I Stitcher. Have Stitcher. And then I can't figure out how to download things on Stitcher. It's all streaming. Mm. Have oh, you ever seen Stitcher? that's really annoying. I think, no. I'm not sure because everybody else has an iPhone. Mm. But... 
I think you can only stream things. And so the only, when would I want to, really I want to listen to my podcast in the subway. Like I don't. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. But really so annoying. many people use Stitcher so that you must be able to download things. I'm sure you're able to. Like nobody, even if you're driving and you like could yeah. conceivably connect to data, like why would you want to use your data to stream? Yeah, I don't know. And it's so much slower, too, because like, you have to wait for it to stream. Definitely you can download things on Stitcher, but I don't know how. That's really annoying. Okay, well, figure that out. Download my podcast. Listen to an episode. Because people keep recommending podcasts to me, and I'm like, that sounds great. And then I can <laughs> figure out... I can recommend some more to you. ...how to access them. <laughs> Do you listen to... Is it called... What's it called? I think it's called Two Dope Queens. Oh, I've, I've listened to that. I've, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I've, I've listened to it a is couple times. Is that what it's called? Actually, because yeah. on Call Your Girlfriend, the one I listen to all the time, um, they interviewed the two dope queens. Or, like, they had the two dope queens people on. I, and, um, in the they're car, really funny. on the way back from Pittsburgh, for where I went for 4th of July, um, we were listening to it, and it was really funny. And it was, like, yeah. 7 in the morning, because we had to get from <laughs> Pittsburgh to New York so that I could make it to class by 3 o'clock. Dedicated student. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sorry guys <laughs> and so we got up really early in the morning and just put on that podcast and they're really funny kind of oh, outrageous podcasts are so good and it was a good 7am sort of situation I know this is very basic but I really like This American Life it's just so good that's fine Ezra sticking to the classics or classic. res- respecting the classics mm-hmm Okay, talk to me about libraries. So, can you tell the listeners what you do and, yeah. Well, okay. So, I'm a student studying library and information studies, or science, depending who you ask. Mm -hmm. M-L-I-S. Master's in Library and Information Studies, or science. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I do that. Mostly what I'm studying is, like, teen, teenager services and materials. That's one Mm -hmm. thing. The class I'm taking this summer is about web building, and I'm going to try to take another one of those before I graduate so that I have some specialization in, like, online digital libraries. And I'm also trying to take classes about multicultural communities in library services slash adult information instruction, which are two different topics, but I kind of see them as connected. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm studying. Mm-hmm. I have to do a final project. I don't know what I'm going to do it on yet. We will see. In terms of work, I have two jobs. I don't know if I've <laughs> talked to you about these yet. Have I talked to you about my new jobs? I don't know. Every time I talk to you, you're like, I have a new job. Yeah, that's kind of true. Um, but right <laughs> now, what I'm doing is I just got a part-time librarian position, which is exciting because... Wait, where is this one? It's in Queens. You know, unspecified Queens, I'll tell you. I'm not. I just don't want any stalkers. It's a weirdly common thing that happens. Um, Anyway, so I work in a neighborhood in Queens where there are a lot of 
families and schools, and what I do there is I am a part-time children's librarian, which is not what I want to be doing at all, mm -hmm. but it is certainly a learning experience, definitely, learning lots, mm -hmm. excited to be ordering books, excited to be running programs, which is, I'm, I'm like pretty much planning and running a lot of the summer reading programs, Cool. which is a really great experience, and then... My other job is teaching job search skills to a class of adults at a different branch library, um, mm -hmm. which is related to what I used to do in like the job mm -hmm. services department. But now I have like my only job with them is to teach a class mm -hmm. of the same students every week, oh, interesting. which is kind of fun. Um, do you like that better than doing the one-off sessions where people just come in and um, ask questions? It's hard to say because I've only been doing it for a few weeks and I took the class over from someone else who had to leave. So I like came in mm -hmm. halfway through. Um, assuming mm -hmm. I get another class in the fall, which I should, uh, I think I'll like it better when I start from the beginning. Yeah, Be makes sense. Because it's been kind of a weird transition. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, any class you take, suddenly the teacher changes. Like, that's really weird. Yeah. So, but I do like it. I'm just kind of still figuring it out. Hmm. So what is your, your dream job within the library world so, once you're okay. done gathering all these skills? This is, this is where I, I meant to go there. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> so what I think I want to do is when I graduate in a year is try to get a position as a young adult librarian or like basically a librarian for teenagers mm -hmm. um, with the system I'm in or the first public library in an art museum mm -hmm. is opening in my system Cool. at some point in the near future yeah and I really want to work there that would be really cool that'd be really cool it's in the Queens Museum, so, you know, if I get that job, you'll know where I work. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to ask. It's the only one, so you could Google it pretty easily. <laughs> uh, and that would be super cool. Possibly they'll need a teen librarian. Mm -hmm. Possibly they won't want to send anybody new to this really cool new location, but we'll see. Yeah. So why, why do you want to work in... Young adult. It's just like a fun. I think it's fun. I think that uh, the opportunities for like teaching in a sort of collaborative sense are mm. really interesting. Like I'm trying to do that with the kids, but it's not as possible. Like I always forget kind of the level of engagement they're capable, or not engagement, just like. Attention span. Attention span and like, like bouncing off of each other. Phonics, They're kind of all their own world. Phonic skills, yeah. So they like, I always try to build into my programs like a lot of choices and like mm. um, opportunities to create and like be creative. And you can definitely do that with kids, but I'm just like, I have no training in children's librarianship or like, tra mm. uh, like children's development. And so I pretty much 
and I'm trying to get better about this, and I've only been doing it for three or four weeks, but, um, yeah, yeah. like, I always find that I aim really high mm-hmm. in terms of, like, all of my programs are probably aimed at fourth through sixth graders, even though I'm working with, like, two-year-olds through, <laughs> through that age. It's because when you were younger, you were reading at such a higher level. <laughs> that's, that's probably part of it, like, because I don't have any training, and so I just sit there, and I'm like, what did I do as a second grader? See, Kara didn't okay. read. In, did you not read in kindergarten? I didn't or something? read until like the end of second grade, which is very late. Which is really late. But then, but then I just read you started all, reading Harry Potter. I just read all of Harry Potter and was like, right, so. <laughs> second grade. So I don't really have a good understanding of how reading levels work. Mm-hmm. So no, and I mean, typically, my way of, of combating that in at work is like a kid is like, I need a level. M book because they're by the alphabet and we don't categorize our books like that and I'm just like okay what grade are you in and they're like yeah what is M M is probably like second grade maybe I don't know mm-hmm. and I'm like okay what's a book you like yeah <laughs> I like Ramona and I'm like okay let's go over here and I start opening books and I'm like read a page of this and they look at me and I'm like just read this and then they're like, okay. And they start reading. And I'll be like, how is that? And they'll be like, too hard. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, try this one. <laughs> how was that? Like, I was in a program yesterday. And it was this was a very difficult program to plan because it was for all ages. Like, it was the, on Fridays, we have, like, an all ages program. Oh, okay. And so you have to pick an activity that's, like, very simple. Yeah. So I picked a really simple activity. And then I set up this huge display of books. Yeah. Um, that ran from like board books, which are like super early literacy, to like, yeah. you know, history books about whatever. They're really into nonfiction. It's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> the youngins? Like the fourth and fifth graders. Oh. Yeah. They like, so fourth and fifth graders, I'm right there with you. They like nonfiction. They like. What did we determine that my favorite genre is? Uh, realistic murder books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Probably true. Yeah, like uh, in Cold Blood, the very first realistic murder book. It's thank a good book, guys. I'm not a serial killer. It's just very culture. well written. You like journalism. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, yeah, so they like nonfiction, but they really like, like, like they like straight up just like informational texts, which That's I That's so interesting. I, I would hate that. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like somebody mm. mentioned this and I was like, huh, but it's very interesting to see it actually happen. Um, mm. They like graphic novels, which is very exciting for me, although yeah. I'm about to order more books and so I, I'm going to try to expand our graphic novel collection. That's the other thing, is all the books I know about are for teens. Mm. And so a lot of the time, they'll be like, I like this thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I think about it, and I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Let's <laughs> just go look at the shelf. Like, or I don't know anything about that at your level. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so I, for this program, I like put out all these books, and I had all these kids, it's hard to look at kids and know how old they are 
and also what grade they're in. And also sometimes you have two third graders and they read at vastly different levels. So literally yeah. I like was opening books and was like, try this. And they, it was the same thing. They looked at me and I was like, just read this page. And you know, it would be one sentence and this four year old would be like sounding it out. And I was like, okay, you did it here. Bring this to your parent. Go read this now. And then they would come back and I'd be like, all right, was that too easy? Was that easy for you? Yes. Okay. Let's try a harder one. And then they get yeah. back. Was that too hard? Yes. Did you read the whole thing? Yes. Okay. That's good then. Cause that was probably your reading level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently I like did some preliminary research, like very early, like I'm not going to take a class on this cause it's not what I want to do in the long term. but I was yeah, like, I yeah, could yeah. probably read something. Yeah, just read about it. So um, you have, like they're more informed. Yeah. And I guess books are supposed to take kids, like, half an hour to read. Like, until they're reading full, like, big chapter books. Yeah. And that's kind of how you tell. Hmm. Interesting. Unfortunately, we don't have the resources to always have a librarian, like, pulling books off shelves <laughs> and being like, try that one. Try that one. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what else to do. This like, is so funny. This reminds me when you go to, like, the eye doctor and they're like, better or worse? Yeah. No, that's pretty much what I do. Better or worse? <laughs> like, okay, so we're in the intermediate fiction and you're not liking any of this. Should we go over to the big fiction? And they're like, they like, you know, they make their little kid face, like, yeah, okay. And <laughs> they make their little kid face. They just, there are some who are outgoing, but a lot of them just aren't. Yeah. And they, like, clearly want to interact with me, but they won't talk to me, and they're just like, yeah. They make little faces <laughs> and look at me, but, you know, we walk over to the big fiction, and I'm like, okay, so you like whatever series, like, you like Magic Treehouse, you like Beverly Cleary, let's try this, this other series about a fourth grade girl that is slightly longer and I hand it to them and they're like this is too long I'm like okay whatever okay but <laughs> fine we can go back over there but you didn't like anything over there <laughs> I don't know. that's a struggle it's it's uh, yeah learning a lot interesting well it's crazy because I think most people when they think about librarians don't realize how many skills are required yeah. to be a librarian and like how many different types of librarians there are there are a lot of types different of types of libraries like it's just so complicated I mean your last job you were like basically a career counselor yeah and I mean I'm doing that now at my other job yeah and like on a more focused basis yeah it's pretty cool but I wasn't a librarian like that wasn't my title but there mm. is a librarian there but it was within the library yeah and there are librarians in charge of that program who are also yeah. pretty much career counselors. Uh, yeah, and there are, there are a lot of there are many types of libraries. I was I was telling your friend last night about like I was like, well, you know, do, does do your listeners know where you go to school? Uh, yes. I was I like, so. you know, NYU libraries like you probably probably have encountered like things that were put there because you have somebody who has an MLS and also a PhD in bio whatever and he was just like I never go to the library and I was like your <laughs> university depends on the library like you may think that it doesn't affect you 
No, but our the business library is online. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And that means that it's like, amazing. All of the librarians who work there have to have like all the sorts of digital skills. Like I used to intern last semester. I was interning at Columbia, and part of my internship was that I had to be a an instant message librarian, mm-hmm. which I bet is mostly what they do. Oh, yeah. Well, it was crazy because when I remember when I asked you that question about I was looking up something very specific for my work and I couldn't I didn't know how to find it. So I asked you <laughs> and then you directed me to the librarian. So I used that like instant <laughs> chat thing. You ask the people who use put the service here for you. Yes. <laughs> but I was so shocked when so they responded hard. right away. Because they're sitting there. Like, did yeah, ever, I didn't realize. Did you ever see me doing that? I never saw you doing it, but yeah, I knew so you, I just, you did it. I sat there with my laptop, and I had, like, an instant messaging client open for four yeah. hours. Yeah. And just people would instant message me. And it is funny because sometimes people would format it like an email, even though on the website that you had to go to to talk to me, like, it, it looked like kind of a... Well, yeah, but that's because you don't expect... You expect it to be, like, a delayed response, even though it's an instant message. I don't know. Like, that's what I expected yeah, when I went on there. Yeah, in real time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah, it'd be really funny, though. Like, some people would be like, Dear librarian, I am a researcher at the <laughs> University of California. Uh, like, <laughs> I am looking into this, this, and this. Uh, I need to access this text. Please email me at whatever. And I would just be like, hi. <laughs> Hello, let me just send you that link. <laughs> hi, welcome to <laughs> what can I do for you? That's so And then usually they wouldn't respond because they would already have clicked off of that. They wouldn't know. So, so do you think that this, like, digital, this is, like, the way that all libraries are moving is, like, virtual no. libraries? No, I don't think so. Mm. Um, I think that academic libraries, oh, I never said what my ultimate job goal is. Oh, my, yeah, I thought you did. No. So after I work in a public library as a teen librarian, I think that I have, like, two to five years of that in me. Mm-hmm. And then I want to pursue a career in academic libraries, specifically in community colleges. Cool. But the reason that I'm waiting on that is because in order to be an academic librarian, you need at least a second master's degree in a subject specialization. Mm. And I'm just not ready. I would yeah. like to be a normal adult who is not in school for the first time in my life for some time. <laughs> um, and then I hear that maybe go get a second master's degree. Or as my friend who is also in my program said, why would you get a second master's degree? Just get your PhD. So maybe that. But That's true. But the reason you wouldn't just get your PhD is because it takes it five takes to six seven years. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're Jack's dad and get it in three literally how i i do not know <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't but no i don't think that libraries are going gonna, to go all digital mm-hmm. um people need space to be in uh it's very community-based like who prefers what like definitely mm-hmm. even public libraries are cutting down on the, the physical books that they buy and increasing their digital book budget yeah but it's not like like, there are people who pay very close attention to circulation statistics on, like, different formats. Yeah. And 
pretty much how it is, is people who like paper books keep using paper books, and people mm -hmm. who like ebooks use ebooks. And yeah. increasing your ebook budget doesn't make the people who like paper books yeah. like move over to ebooks. And you right. like a lot of the time in public libraries you have to buy some books on both formats anyway. Right. Yeah. Whereas in academic libraries you can be like, we bought that as an ebook, like sorry. Yeah. That's how you have to access it. But in public libraries you don't really have a captive audience. You kind yeah. of have to do what people want. And that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that libraries will increase their budgets for technology. Um, there mm -hmm. are libraries that do things like buy, um, like hardware and circulate it. Like, what are those things mm -hmm. you can put on your TV that have like um, content in them? Is that a thing? Uh, like, uh, it's like some sort of box. Chromecast or something? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I talked to a librarian who works in Connecticut who was like, yeah, my library is buying like all these crazy technology things and we just circulate them. And I was like, okay. But that's <laughs> another thing libraries are doing though. They, they, like, they have a bunch of hotspots, like Wi-Fi hotspots, and you can check them out. Oh. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that's interesting. in like in New York City specifically, who don't have internet access, and it's like a huge barrier to everything, basically. Yeah, like, no kidding. So that's a service libraries are providing. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And I mean, another thing that's happening is like digitization of archives. But that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the archive goes away, it just means that more people can access it. Because it's not like yeah. they scan it and then throw it out. <laughs> like, Bye. Yeah. See ya. No. Add it to the pile to burn. <laughs> no. So do you think that, like, the use of spaces in libraries is evolving or, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of... So people will... The standards for weeding, I think, are getting tighter. So weeding is the, the process of throwing books out, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, very broadly, it used to be, like, over a long stretch of library history, it used to be that the goal of libraries... I'm getting a text on my 1% phone. Nope, it's an email. <laughs> I'm never going to use my phone again. Um, <laughs> so very broadly, the, the trajectory was that it used to be that the goal of a library was to collect every single thing, just in case someone needed it but now it's much more like only collect what people need for our community or our right because everything's online well i mean because you can't even just because it's online doesn't mean that you automatically have access to it yeah like there is a lot of information you need to pay for yeah but it's like only pay for the information that in the next year our our library community is going to need and then know that like, if you're a school, we have a consortium agreement with other schools, and we can exchange, we can interlibrary loan. Um, so that means, and, like, there's a similar trend in public libraries as well, where it's, like, this book is really destroyed, but it hasn't gone out in six months. Like, get rid of it. Don't, don't replace it. 
Nobody wants that book anymore. Like, we don't need to keep everything. So the trend is like, reduce the collection, increase the space. So there's something called maker spaces that are really trendy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, trying to breathe. Um, <laughs> Breathing is good. <laughs> maker spaces are like, you could put a 3D printer in them, you could put like a bunch of computers with Photoshop, you could put like quilting supplies. It's like a space for collaborative creation. That's super cool. And like a lot of big libraries around the country, like the central library of a city will have a maker space and, and they do all sorts of cool programming. And that's something that I think public libraries are still kind of figuring out in general. Like there are definitely yeah. places who are doing it really well, but it's tough to figure out how to create community and also be a library. Cause like you said, there are just so many skills that it requires to yeah. do all these things that it's hard to staff for it. It's hard to plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a really exciting trend. That's another reason I want to work at the like museum library because like the museum public library, because I feel like just that environment invites all sorts of cool community building opportunities. Yeah, totally. And like making opportunities. Yeah. And like you have another medium to work with too. Like you have the museum there. Right. So you can just like use use what you've got going on. I mean, for me, it's not just, like, having access to the museum. It's also, like, having access to the sort of patron that a museum attracts. Right. And that kind of spirit of, like, public ownership of art and materials. Because yeah. I think it's, it's like a public museum. It's mm -hmm. the museum. Is it a free museum? I don't think it's free, but it's, it's like, very focused on Queens mm -hmm. and local art hmm. which I think is cool that's cool hmm. many things are happening within libraries <laughs> yeah lots, lots is happening <laughs> if you interview me again in six months I'll be like you know I just really want to be a, a data librarian I want to be in California <laughs> I like have a new idea every every two weeks and it just evolves but and a new job you'll have three new jobs by then yeah Have you guys been watching these Olympic trials? It's pretty incredible. Uh, I just saw the gymnastics and haven't seen anything else yet, but honestly, it's just these athletes, it's it's just amazing what the human body can do, and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe it. When they're doing all sorts of somersaults and stuff. Also, who else is terrified by the high beam? Me, definitely me. I'm so scared. Every single time they get on those things and do flips, I'm just afraid they're going to break their necks. And it's just shocking. Like, I know this is professional sort of stuff, but it doesn't prevent me from being scared for their lives. So, just saying that. Also, another thing that's been going on recently is this Pokemon Go game. If you haven't heard about it, 
basically there's a new Pokemon game uh, that you can download on your phone and essentially you walk around in real time it's an augmented reality game and when you walk around um, you basically encounter Pokemon and that sort of thing so it's kind of like um, the more you walk the more Pokemon you can catch and you, since you gotta catch them all you know you gotta walk around a lot seems kind of crazy to me because I've heard a lot of crazy stories about people running into each other and um, even someone who was like using the game to rob people because you can see when people are walking into secluded areas and it's just kind of crazy but honestly this game seems like it's gonna get old really quick I mean I haven't played it maybe I shouldn't say anything until I play it but honestly it's like one of those games where it's so addictive because there's such a high payoff for very little work you know it's it's not challenging at all like literally anyone can walk around and just it's just one of those things like the more time you spend on it the better you will be at the game I mean okay maybe there, maybe there's more challenges than I'm seeing other than just like picking up the Pokemon or whatever but it just reminds me of playing Animal Crossing when I was little and if you've ever played Animal Crossing you know that it's one of the most mindless amazing games you will ever play <laughs> because you basically want to get enough money to build up your house as big as you can and so what you do is you pick fruit off the trees in your little neighborhood and you sell them <laughs> and that's all you do it's the entire game and you can buy furniture and but it's just like the more time you spend picking fruit and bringing it to the store to sell the bigger your house is going to be and it's solely based on how much time you spend so I feel like that's how this Pokemon game is and it's genius because I mean it's already I just read that more people are using it um, they have a higher engagement rate than Twitter which is insane but oh man it's genius and interesting and I wonder how long it's gonna last but I need to try it I definitely need to try it so I won't I won't discount that Alright, um, there is a storm of brewing outside my window, so I'm going to get going before it gets too noisy, but I hope you're all having a great week. Uh, please remember to sign up for our newsletter. You can go to our website and also listen to the podcast, so it's kind of two birds, one stone. Our website is humanoftheyearpodcast.com. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud if you search Human of the Year Podcast. We are on iTunes. Please subscribe. And thanks for listening. I'll catch you later. I've been closing my eyes real tight.